Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith about how to stay active if you've recently been diagnosed with cancer or know someone who has been diagnosed. It's very, very challenging. A lot of things to unpack here on today's discussion. Uh, Meredith, you ready to talk about this? I'm ready. All right. We'll see you guys on the inside. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We really, really appreciate you being here. Uh, we really enjoy doing these podcasts. We get It gives us such a great opportunity to connect with you folks on a different level. As you know, uh, we put out a lot of exercise videos every week. We love doing that as well. The, these podcasts allow us to expand on things that we we really want to talk about as well. It's not just exercising. It's a lot of health issues. You name it, we try to talk about it. And if you have any suggestions out there, mm-hmm. let us know. Let us know on Facebook. Um, visit our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Drop us a line there. You can contact us. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter where you will receive email once a week with all of our latest content, including all of our podcasts, our exercise routines, our live streams, which we really love doing, and uh, blogs, our written articles, you name it. We try to put it all there for you in one spot. So uh, we got a great topic today. We're going to jump into this and uh, very, very important to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're talking about the the how do you stay active when if you or someone you know has been recently diagnosed with cancer? Um, just a lot, a very, very deep question to ask Mm -hmm. because there's so many variables to this question Mm -hmm. um so meredith i'm gonna let you talk (laughs) about why you felt it was important to create an episode for this topic itself we recently got an email from someone who talked about how they've just gone through um a type of cancer and getting back into being physically active um, and just so excited that they're able to get back into their activities again. Um, Working with people who have had cancer and watching them through many different stages um, of cancer and seeing things that they've had to go through, overcome, deal with, Um, but especially when we got the email, I thought that's, we need to bring this up. We need to talk about this. It's all too common. Of course, I'm sure we all have known someone, um, near and dear to us that has been diagnosed with some type of cancer. Um, if only one, hopefully, but many of us, many people. So, um, it's just so common again, that most likely we'll all have to deal with it. And like you said, you yourself or someone, you know, that's close to you. Um, just some topics we could bring up mm-hmm. and, and and discuss. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, there's so many areas to, to start with this topic. Um, you know, let's talk about the, the mental side mm-hmm. of, of this. And, and when I say that, I mean being diagnosed with a disease like cancer is just a mental uh, task to deal right. with alone, <laughs> right? So when, I, I'll be, I'll admit it, I'm, I'm guessing... The next thing that you think about after you've been diagnosed with cancer is probably not when am I exercising? When do I work next? out? <laughs> right. No. <laughs> so no, you know, let's expand on that. <laughs> let's talk about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and that's where I think the mental part um, and the physical, physical staying physically active, is going to be the best thing for you. <laughs> 
to keep your body moving, to keep all the 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 good hormones and everything in the body, that serotonin, everything that's being made when you do that workout, whether it's just going for a walk out in the sunshine or taking a class or doing breathing exercises, the way you feel during and especially after is going to help you um, when you're going through this this mental anguish, basically, that I can't even imagine. But I've felt it for other people, therefore I'm sure it keeps you up at night um, and it's going to actually help the mental part when you get physically active. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and just that mental battle that you'll have to go through, especially if you've just been diagnosed as right. to you know exercising, having mm-hmm. the idea, is that going to help keep me mentally healthy during that time? Right, exactly. Um, it's, just, it's just a big big thing to for everyone to go through and i think everybody deals with that differently exactly right? yes and, and everyone deals with it differently because we're all different so that different types of cancer um you require different things of your body um depending on the treatments that you're going through depending on the type of cancer itself um is going to d- determine what is the best type of exercise that you do um so, you, of course, listening to your body, always listening to your doctor first and foremost. If there's something that, you know, when we talk, we give these uh, wonderful podcasts. But remember, we're not medical professionals. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just by research and mainly by what I've dealt with talking and dealing with people who have had these different things but Mm -hmm. this particular one being cancer we're not doctors though we're not saying go out there and run a 5k Mm -hmm. the day after (laughs) so listening to your doctor first and foremost but um, remembering to to continue to keep moving in some way shape or form and that is determined by again what your doctor says is okay the type of cancer the types of treatments that you're going through and medications that you're taking it's that's different for everyone Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the first thing you should do is consult with your doctor. Yes, um, so <laughs> always. Important, so important to do that. Yes, because your doctor is going to know what your what your uh, physical abilities are before you were diagnosed. Right, most likely. Yes, um, and and then now with if you do have this diagnosis, mm-hmm. how that will affect you. And of course, there are yes. many kinds of cancers. There is no way we can lump it all into one. Exactly <laughs> to say what you should do because we don't know what treatments you're going through Mm -hmm. um bone cancer no you don't want to do anything jarring with the body stay in the water swimming something you know very low impact so it's very different depending on what you're going through (laughs) and Mm -hmm. what stage you're at Mm -hmm. again uh with cancer determines because that's where i worked with someone who was just diagnosed he was in remission it came back very 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 tired and weak in the beginning, but slowly started gaining strength as he progressed. He was starting medications and things like that, chemo and all of that was happening, which didn't make him feel good on certain days, but the days that he felt okay, he was in there because he knew what he could do. Mm. Dealt with someone who was in her later stages but had been battling this cancer, had taken such a toll on her body and mind, but exercise was what kept her going. Um, it gave her a purpose to wake up basically in the morning because it made her feel more alive when she exercised. Mm-hmm. Um, and But watching her have again, <laughs> even though later stages, um, just it, it was taking such a toll, this, 
the medications and things that she was so determined, but she, you could see the weakness in her. Um, listen to that. (laughs) Um, that's where I had to talk to her many times and say, it's okay to not lift the same weight that you maybe did two days ago. Um, listen to your body just like with anybody, but especially when you're going through this, because every day is really, really different when you're battling cancer and you're going through the different stages of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just too hard to say, here's the one roadmap you should follow. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's just so many things going on there. Um, but you know, let's say someone has gone through the diagnosis, you do realize, and they, and they are active, you know, whatever level of activity it is from Mm -hmm. walking every day to hitting the gym every day, whatever it is. Um, what do you do when you have that deflating feel feeling Mm -hmm. and how do you motivate yourself to say, I still need to exercise? You know, it's easy to say, yeah, you should exercise, but you know, what is, what motivation factors Mm -hmm. come into play here? I think the motivation would be not only the feelings that you have after, but knowing that, how it's going to help your quality of life while you're going through cancer, how it speeds up your recovery during and after you have finished with your treatments for cancer and you've gone into remission. Um, That's a known fact. Of course, lifting up your spirits. Some of the medications they've done studies on, they say that physical activity actually helps the medications work in the body Hmm. when you get the blood pumping, when you get the heart rate up, those medicines probably are getting into the bloodstream, getting into whatever they're supposed to be doing better. I don't know that part, but just think about that. You're helping um, not only your body stay strong and healthy, um, your mental spirits, your recovery time after your quality of life, but maybe even during when you're taking certain medications and going through those treatments, you're actually helping those do the work they're supposed to do because you're staying physically active. So many, many things. <laughs> That's really, really interesting to bring I know. that up. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that either. I wouldn't have known that, but it makes complete sense. Exactly. Um, yeah. The, the, the better the, your heart can pump blood out mm-hmm. to the places it needs to go. Um, yep. If you are taking a medication or anything like that, exactly. it's going to disperse. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Much better. Um... So let's talk about the physical aspect of being diagnosed with cancer and the effects on your body mm-hmm. as far as what limitations could you see you, people having. Now, of course, we already talked about there's many different kinds of cancer, so right. we can't mm-hmm. nail it down. But, you know, in general, physically, mm-hmm. what can we expect? 
Um, fatigue, uh, nausea, <laughs> pain through the body constantly. Um, those are the things that I hear the most. Tingling in the hands and feet, almost like neuropathy. Um, you get kind of a foggy brain because of certain medications that you take. So your neurological senses are very, very off. So if you have those things going on, now think about all of that, obviously. Just put that into one person. Have them deal with that and then say, hey, let's go work out. It's not going to sound as appealing, right? But knowing that you can stay seated in a chair, do very, very low impact light things and still help the body. Um, doesn't have to be standing. You don't have to be jumping up and down and running and lifting heavy weights. Remembering that. Um, but especially when it comes to the fatigue, when you're getting very sleepy, um, you're not sleeping well anyway because of a lot of the medications I've heard, but then things that you are taking and just the body in general is tired, it's fighting something, um, you're nauseous, you feel sick, <laughs> don't you think, in neuropathy kind of, you've got tingling in your feet, is it safe to stand? Now we've got neurological issues where your balance is off. Maybe we're, we're in the water. Maybe we're sitting in a chair to do our workouts, but still knowing that those are going to get you a wonderful workout and physical level. Mm -hmm. So really, I mean, you go through, I think, the gamut of different um, how you feel <laughs> mm -hmm. day to day. Like I said, when the gentleman I worked with was in coming, cancer came back and he was in the early stages. Um, it was like one day it was he was at the very bottom and the next day he felt almost better than normal. He would say he'd come in, you know, light on his feet and just, I'm having a great day. I'm having probably later on in the day became a bad day. Who knows? Um, that's how quick it happens. But then the next day I'd see him and he was not good. And then the next day he was good. Um, remembering first and foremost to listen to your body on each individual day and don't push it because pushing yourself as well, and we know this when we're healthy, pushing yourself when you're sick and you're going through something where your body's working so hard can take you back a few steps as well and not help you when you're trying to overcome um, this, this disease. Mm -hmm. So listening and going at your pace each day being very, very different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it just seems like... Every day is going to bring something different to your table mm -hmm. as far as what kind of exercises you th feel like you should be doing, You're if right. you should exercise at all today. You're right. Um, right. And it's really like a day-by-day -day basis, it seems mm -hmm. like. The days you feel good, try to do the things that, you know, the impact, the lower impact, or something that maybe gets your heart rate up a little bit. Yeah, It depends. Exactly. It really depends. Yeah. I mean, we have so many, not to continually say, just go to our channel, but we have so many different types of workouts. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do that because every day is different and everybody is going through something different. Whether you're just sitting in your chair again, doing breathing exercises and stretching the body, that's a workout. That's getting yourself moving. That's getting blood moving in the body. That's getting a heart rate up slightly. That's good on those days where we go, I just don't think I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And then the next day you wake up and you feel great and you want to do a full workout by all means, <laughs> add to it, you know, do what you can on that day. And that's why we have those many different types on there is because each individual obviously is different, but especially when you're going through things, every day's different. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And that was another question I had was, you know, how important is stretching your your muscles and staying yeah. staying flexible during this kind of a period? Yeah, this time? that's important. exactly it. And and that was the other I thought interesting thing doing different research was very very difficult to find. Um, a lot of research, especially on seniors dealing with cancer and as far as exercise is concerned, but in many other countries, it's become part of what the medical doctor, their boards, tell the doctors they have to diagnose when someone comes in, no matter their age, because I found a lot on seniors in other countries, was exercise is on your your regimen of what you need to do as part of your getting healthy again. Hmm. It, they have to almost die, tell you that. Put it in your 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 daily regimen of what you're doing. Take this pill. You have to go you know to chemo at this time and make sure you do your exercise. Mm-hmm. I found that very interesting um, because we're so lacking in that. Unfortunately, in the U.S., still I think it's a doctor to doctor basis depending on who you go to and how they see things and deal with things themselves. But they're making it almost the law in other countries that you need to tell people to exercise, especially when they have cancer. They make it part of the treatment. Exactly. It's the treatment plan. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Exactly. That's amazing amazing because, yeah, you're just not thinking about that. Right. At that kind of a moment in your life. But to keep your strength up because you're losing deterioration in your muscles, I think, from radiation and chemo is supposedly quite rapid if you don't keep that up but again it comes to the mental state depression that sets in with it um, staying physically active and just helping the body all around like we've already talked about i think is why they're doing it now mm-hmm. um, let's talk a little bit about if you are diagnosed with cancer you beat it you know and hopefully that happens for everybody Everyone. we would yes. love that uh, how how uh, how quickly can you get back into a really uh, well your exercise schedule? You know where mm. you're pushing yourself, and you know how, how quickly can we expect to get back into that kind of a routine? I think it's back to that slow and steady that we say about everything. But um, again, depending on the type of cancer and the length of time you had to go through treatments and the type of treatments that you had to go through is really going going to determine and how active you were able to stay while you were going through all of that. Um, if it knocked you off your feet for several months and you could not do hardly anything, which is possible, again, not an end all if that happens, you slowly get back into it. So I think even if you were working out hard while you were doing it, kind of stay at that pace and increase over time. Because yes, you get the diagnosis that you're in the clear, um, cancer's gone, you're in remission, uh, the body's still fighting and dealing with a lot of things inside of it that, uh, that it has to kind of go through, and then you're, you're in the clear, so to speak. But yeah, just trying to remember the body's still going through things even when you've gotten that um, diagnosis from the doctor. And listening every day again is still going to be different, even though they say you don't have cancer anymore doesn't mean it's like you were 20 years ago before you got it or something. Mm -hmm. You have to just remember that. So each individual and then the type of cancer and what you're dealing with after that. I've heard a lot of the foggy brain stuff um, after cancer, and that's just those long-term effects of the medications that you have to take. Um, 
the pins and needles feeling in the hands and feet, mm -hmm. um, that neuropathy that sets in, you have to listen to that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> listening to all of the, the signs, the body's still going to show you whether you have cancer or you're in remission of it. Mm -hmm. It's a slow go. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and probably the safest bet for sure. Yes. Um, do you, have you, uh, with your experience, you say you've worked with, uh, people who have been in the situation. Um, is there any kind of support groups or help out there that you know of that can, can help out with someone who still lives an active lifestyle, but is also now struggling with cancer or is it good to reach out? Definitely. That's where, when we first started talking, I was going to say, I think when you first get diagnosed, your best bet is to, um, talk with others, of course, about it, because I would say going through medical records of three quarters of the people, if not more, that I've ever worked with or known or dealt with as seniors, three quarters of them have had some type of cancer. It's mm. amazing. Um, again, like I said, how it's so commonplace now. Um, it's scary, but it, it just becomes, oh, yeah, it's, they have cancer, what type and what stage <laughs> is the next question. But it, um, so knowing that if you, if, you, if you talk to someone, they'll either know someone or they'll have had some type of cancer and can give you some advice. Mm -hmm. And staying so social, I think, is probably the best thing, whether it's doing workouts on YouTube where you feel like someone's telling you what to do. If and when we're able to get back out and take actual group classes again, doing that, or if you're in a community that they're still able to do that, um, staying active in that way, because it's just going to keep you, um, keep you more scheduled with it. Mm -hmm. If you, it's very easy to say, I'm going to work out tomorrow morning at eight o'clock and I'm just going to do it right in my living room. But then you have to figure out what workout you're going to do on your own and, no one else is there to say, hey, you didn't show up at 8 o'clock to do the workout with me. So trying to stay social with it and talk with someone. Talk to your doctor about that. That's a big one. They usually are wonderful resources as far as um, groups that are out there that you can talk with other people, whether it's actually in person or maybe set you up with a buddy or a friend that you can talk on the phone mm -hmm. or on, on the computer now. Um, or even group-wise, you can do group meetings mm -hmm. on your computer you don't have to even go anywhere but just to know you're not alone with it especially if you are alone <laughs> yeah and you can feel it i'm mm -hmm. sure it feels like that yeah when you first get diagnosed that you're very alone yep um what a great discussion today mm -hmm. uh, such an important topic and of course we just don't have time to cover everything there's so many things that we could get into and i'm sure that we will definitely look into doing more episodes on this topic as well and expanding on it so uh, with that being said, thank mm -hmm. you so much for joining us. Don't forget to, to visit our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Sign up for our newsletter and uh, visit us on YouTube. We've got a lot of information out there, a lot of videos, as well as a way we like to also connect with you on Facebook. Uh, so look us up there. And uh, thanks again. We will see you on the next episode. Bye. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. 
Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.